Okay. So in the previous Vad we learned from the Altar from Kelm that the strongest barrier that stands before the mitzvah of Avas Yisrael is Avas That's the biggest problem. Until a person gets out of the grip of Avas Atzmi, he can never come to the Madrega of Avas Yisrael. Okay? Now we explained it on one level in last Vat, which today I want to take it to a deeper level. So the way we explained it was that Avas Atzmi is using a power that we have. We have a power of concentration. We can concentrate on something, and when we concentrate on that thing, all our kachas nefesh and our brain power and everything is around, surrounding that center point of what we concentrate on, right? And that koyach of concentration was given to us to be able to do avodis Hashem, right? So we have to concentrate on machoi vosay boilomoy. It was the center point of a person's life has to be and then everything revolves around that and he's concentrating on that or at a deeper level something called Dveikas which is a sugi <coughs> in itself but the point of his concentration connects him with HaKadosh Baruch but that's what concentration was actually given to us for the Avas Atzmi is the misuse of the concentration where a person's only concentrating on himself, what makes him happy, what makes him feel good, his needs, what he wants. So he's solely and completely concentrating on himself, right? And while you're concentrating on yourself, there's no room to think about anybody else. <clears throat> so mainly you only care about yourself and you're only doing things in life that are going to bring happiness to yourself. You're very aware of your... Um, feelings and your emotions and what makes you happy and become totally obsessed with that which is always the tricky thing Agav should be a bad in itself which is always the tricky thing is because Musr does require some form of thinking about yourself so you have to be very careful how to do that the self-awareness is a very tricky avoider like everything in life needs a balance but a person who becomes self-absorbed he's so self-aware and he's really only thinking about what makes him feel good and what you know how he's feeling, and then he his whole day revolves around that. Everything he does revolves around that, and there's no place for another human being in his life. Okay, that's on the simple level, in the simple level, and there is like a lot of drachim and avoda to deal with that. Which we'll just mention two things lightly, not to go too elaborate on it. So sometimes when a person is so self-absorbed, we try to help him remove his concentration from himself a little bit. So one of the methods of doing that is we'll tell him to make a goal. Now, even though the goal is his goal, so it's not a, like the highest level, but let's say we tell him, finish a masechta, for example, right? So the point is that we want to get him to concentrate on doing something that's outside of himself, so we kind of help him slowly remove his thoughts that are 24-7 on himself. We want to remove it a little bit and try to help him concentrate on something outside of himself. On a better level, we want to try to help him start concentrating on others. 
So you tell him <clears throat> to think about a certain individual and what that guy needs, you know, his problems, and then you do chesed with him, try to help him. So like this now, another human being's needs are on the table, and you're actually thinking about someone else, you're not thinking about yourself. Obviously, all these methods have to be done with, with chokhmah, because you can't make such big, drastic changes, and that's a whole sugi itself, how to actually employ it. But the point is, what we want to just focus on today is mainly understanding what stands between us and Avas Yisrael. So in step one, it's what we call Avas Atzmi, a distorted Avas Atzmi. Of course, Avas Atzmi is a good thing. It's an important thing. And it's not only an important thing in life, it's an important thing that you need to do Avas Yisrael with. Why? Because the rule is, whatever you have, you can give. You have money, you can give it. If you know how to love yourself, then you can know how to love someone else. So Avas Atzmi is not only an important thing for life and, and, and you know, taking care of yourself and avoiding Hashem. It's also an important thing that's needed for Avas Yisrael too. But we're talking about the distorted Avas Atzmi. The Avas Atzmi, which took a complete concentration on self and self-needs and caring only for yourself and self-awareness to a level which no one else in the world exists, right? Okay, that's step one. But I want to take it to a, a much deeper level, okay? And even that's going to be, we'll do it in two shlafs, okay? And this is what we would call egoism, which I want to try to explain it because it's a deep thing, okay? Years ago, I heard a schmooze from... Rabbi Victor Miller, this is over 20 years ago, so it was the time that we used to use cassettes. You know what they look like? Those cassettes. So I had a, a cassette with a, a schmooze from Rabbi Miller, and he explained ego as a fake personality, which I want to try to explain that a little bit, okay? The ego is a fake personality. But step one, Okay. Step one is that every human being wants to see himself as a good person and a person that has self-control. That's what he wants to believe about himself. He has that deep inner desire to see himself as a good person, okay? So for one person, for level one, we're going now in level one, okay? This is very important. You say this. You have to know about yourself a little bit. It's level one is that I only focus on my good traits. I only focus on my good deeds. That means I choose to ignore the reality of my chesreins. I choose to ignore the reality of maizim that I did that I'm not, not such good maizim. You understand that? So I only see, have a, a partial picture of myself and that partial picture of myself I develop a fake image, a fake self-image and a fake personality which is basically pretty much a perfect guy that's in love number one and we mentioned last time that the uh, Rabbi Avram ben Arambam when he talks about Anova he connects Anova with MS. That a anova means you see the full picture. You don't just see your bylaws. You see everything. And then you have a true self-assessment, and that's humility. And gaiva 
Because like we're saying now, the gaiva means that I have a very distorted picture of myself. Not necessarily fake facts. So you have to chop that. It's not necessarily that the facts that I'm focusing on is sheker. Could be the takamis. But when it becomes the only, when it's the whole picture and nothing but that, then it's sheker. So there's two types of sheker. There's a sheker of exaggeration. You're inflating it. You're making it more than it actually is. That's one type of sheker. But there's also a type of sheker which can be accurate. Yitaka saw you have this and this mila, And Yitaka saw that you did this and this good thing. But that's the only thing you saw. So when that becomes the full image of yourself, that's sheker in itself. Okay? So now, but now I want to take it a little bit deeper. Because this goes to another level. It's a very, very deep thing, and I think we need to know about its existence. Okay? So again, going back to the Yisoyed, a person wants to see himself as a good person. He wants to see him believe that he has self-control. He wants to believe he's a good guy and makes good decisions in life. He wants to see himself in a positive light, okay? That's what he wants to do, okay? The problem is, is what we call, in English, the problem is we call this dissonance. You ever heard of dissonance, Irani? From the rabbi. Okay. <laughs> dissonance means when you have steers that you have to work out these steers. Okay? Because on one hand, you are a good guy. But on the other hand, you have chesroinus. That's a reality. Right? You have chesroinus. And you may have done things in life that maybe you have shame from them or guilt from them. Right? So you have a lot of things that places that you didn't control yourself. There's places that you're actually very weak in. And your self-control is very weak. That creates what we call a dissonance. There's like a, a stira going on. And you have to try to be miyash of the stira, right? Because you have, the end game is that you have to see yourself in a positive way. But the stiras to that. So you have to be miyash of those stiras, okay? That's what we're trying to do. The defense mechanisms to be miyash of the stiras. In general, there's a general stira in yourself which creates the biggest dissonance possible. Because you have a neshama, and you have a yetzatayv, that wants to do what's right. But you have a body, and an efeshabahami, that wants to do what feels good. Doesn't want to do what's right. It wants to do what's pleasurable. It wants to do what feels good. Got it? So now I have a dissonance between doing what's right, and doing what feels good. So I have to work out that stira. Otherwise, I'm living in a stira. Because Be'etzim, the way you're built, before you reach Lamus, is you are a stira. So when I have this problem of stiras, one of the ways of dealing with the stiras is that this is where ego comes into the picture. Ego is miyash of the stira. Because ego doesn't do what's right. It doesn't do what feels good. Ego is always concerned with what looks good. Understand? See now what we got over here? So we have the want to do what's right. 
and we have the will to be good, and we want to be good people, and we want to be people with self-control. We have that piece of us. We have a piece of us that wants to do what feels good. There's a piece of us that wants to do what feels good that's always making us not have self-control. We have all these urges and desires which are frowned upon by our Yetzir type. Right? So we got an issue. How do we deal with that? So what the ego comes is, it creates a fake personality. And the fake personality is very, very much focused on how you perceive yourself and how others perceive you. It's image. That's what Rabbi Miller means, that an ego is a fake personality. You understand? Because that fake personality is there to take away all this pain that you have between this dissonance between the different parts of yourself. Okay, you got that? And now, but that becomes a full-time job. The ego now has a full-time job. Okay? It's like like exhausting almost. Where a person always has to be busy with making sure his image is not tarnished in his own eyes and in the eyes of others. And in, in some ways, he has to act very not nice to people because, because if I put this guy down, then my image will be good, will stay good. You understand? So this is something that, this is what we refer to as egoism. So this is the deeper understanding what we were saying last month, that a person is so self-absorbed and concentrating on self, now we have a much deeper understanding of that. Because this guy has to work 24-7 to miyash of all the steers. He has to work 24-7 to make sure that everybody sees him in a positive light. And this has many, many ramifications in behavior. Because you have to understand, not only is he busy with being miyash of a previous steer, the ego is also busy making sure that nothing could threaten you. So you have to always protect yourself. If you decide which shul I want to daven in, the decision of which shul you want to go pray in is going to be based against which shul is going to give you more respect and which shul will not. Meaning if I go to a certain shul, they may put me exactly in the place that I really belong. But I don't want to believe that. I want to believe I belong in the front. So if I go to a shul with Amirats and Gemurim and anybody with a little beard and a hat is already a rabbi, <clears throat> so they'll put me in the front of the room so now I'm going to have all kinds of reasons why that shul is better. Why? Because that's the ego making me look good in the eyes of myself and the eyes of others. So it's going to do a lot of things. The author from Kelm says that a person which has this ego, the problem with it is that he wants people to see him in a positive light, and therefore he will become like an eved, he'll become like a slave to people in order to get the flattery and the compliments from the people. So you see how it can manifest itself in, in your behaviors. But the way I want to focus today, the point of the nakuda that we want to focus on today is that it's the absorption, <clears throat> it's the self-absorption and the self-concentration on a much deeper level. Right? Let me just make sure we're all clear here. Again, we said from the altar from Kelm, let's get the full circle. From the altar from Kelm, we said that the problem, the, the barrier, the, the thing that stands between Avas Yisro 
and avas and not being able to be mekayim the mitzvah avas Yisrael is avas atzmi. Avas atzmi is the problem because if you love yourself, you can't love other people. Obviously, it means distorted avas atzmi. Doesn't mean the good avas atzmi. Distorted avas atzmi. The way we were trying to be magder it is that by definition, when a person has avas atzmi. He's only absorbed in himself. He only is thinking about himself and his needs and his and his what makes him feel good and his self-awareness. He's totally absorbed himself. When you're totally absorbed himself, there's no way that you can think about another person and care about another person and worry about another person and, and, and anything else. It's impossible. Your whole brain is concentrating on himself. Right? So we explain that in multiple levels. On one level, we understand it to mean that, you know, I have things that make me happy. I have things that make me excited. I have things that make me feel good. So I'm busy with that myself. I'm concentrating on myself. That's that's one level, right? Another level is a little bit touching the ego on level number one is that I want to see myself as a good person. So I want to see myself as a good person. I'm always thinking and concentrating on the good things that I did and the good parts of me, and I'm developing a picture of myself as a good guy. And obviously it doesn't stop there because if I want to see myself in a positive light, I want you also to see me in a positive light. And therefore I'm going to make sure that you notice me in this positive way. Okay? And that's why a lot of times you see people they get very insulted very, very easily. Why? Because when they already pictured in their mind that themselves that they are very hush of a person and they were living in the denial that everybody else also thinks that they're a hush of a person. And then when someone behaves with them like a regular person, that bursts a bubble. It's a very, very terrible thing, right? So let's say me, I think I'm the most hush of a guy in the world, Okay. So, and I'm waiting for Art Scroll to call me off the hook to ask me to write a book about me, okay? So now, I'm very, very, I hold myself very strong, okay? And I'm assuming that you also fell for it, you know? I wear a tie, I say shit, you know, I, you, you fell for it, right? Okay, now, so now, I make a phone call, I call one of the guys, I need to ask him something, right? Make a phone call, guy doesn't answer, okay, hour goes by. Two hours go by, three hours go by, didn't call me back, right? So what's so bad about that? Why is that so painful? Because if I'm a regular guy, if your friend calls you and you're busy doing your zachin, okay, you'll call him in three hours, four hours. When you have a chance, you'll call him. That's if he's a regular guy, right? But if he's like this godlador, you know, the second you see the missed call, you're going to stop everything that you're doing and you're going to jump straight to your telephone and you're going to call him back. So Elamai, if you didn't call me back right away, must be that I am regular in your eyes. Uh-oh, that's a dangerous thing. That's not good. You understand? And that's what's painful about it. You understand? So we're going to take Mishalom of things that are not negated to you because I don't want to embarrass anybody. So I'm going to take Mishalom negated to me. So I don't care to embarrass me, okay? I want to, I don't want to embarrass you. So let's say you're on my caliber, so to speak, what I do for a living, right? So let's say I go to a wedding, 
Okay? And now I'm sitting by the chasana as a chuppah, yeah? And then they make bracha rishayda. Mechubad harav. And now you're getting a little jittery. Maybe you're going to say Yaakov Harari, you know? Harav guchigil. Ay, 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 right? Now, and then you finish the whole seven and you didn't get anything. Terrible, huh? <laughs> it's what, wow. Not because you didn't get a bracha. It's because if you were as choshev as you thought that you were, and you were as choshev in the eyes of people as you thought you were, then it's posh they should have gave you a bracha. If they didn't give you a bracha, they vice the chois. It was the fine young German who's here in the, in, the, in the wedding hall just to be a guest for the sake of being a guest, you know, like everybody else, you know. You're a regular guy. You are a friend of the family. And you came as a friend of the family to partake in the simcha. That's all. What's wrong? You understand? One time, I, I it was, someone asked me to come to this whole place. I want to give you a bracha, a car, a toif to you, whatever it is, right? I didn't want to go because it's a big schlep for me. But if the guy asked me, I did it for him, right? Okay. Bottom line is I went to the wedding. I happened to know the guy well. I know his kids. I was happy to be there. I was perfectly happy to be there. No problem. Meanwhile, the other side, whatever, mix up, whatever it is, they went through all seven. They didn't give me a bracha, right? I promise you, I could not care to who. I was actually happy. I was very happy to be at a wedding where I could just be part of the oilong and enjoy the, the music, you know? Enjoy the hazan. They had a very nice hazan. I was actually... Enjoying it, it was a good break for a few minutes. I didn't have to answer my phone. It was good. And the guy came over to me like I said, I promise you, I'm not insulted. I really don't care. And he bayamet said, "Oh, but you understand? I'm not such a baldimian, you know. I have other problems, but zabaldimian binichlisht. You know what I'm saying? But that's where it would hurt somebody when he's working the ego. So he said, it doesn't matter how big of a rabbi you are. Egoism has nothing to do with your level." knowledge of Torah. If anything, the more higher level you are, the more Yetzirah that you have to, to to have ego. You understand? So if you're on a low level, if you ask that grace about it, you can think you're a God of Adon, you know? But as you get older and you become a little bit more successful in life and you're actually achieving something in life, it's very easy to, to fall into the pitfall of this egoism. But now I'm taking it to an even higher level than that. Even a higher level that is that we live be'etzim with the dissonance. We live be'etzim with the stira mineu Because on one hand, we have good things, and we have we want to do what's right. But on the other hand, we have weaknesses, we have chesroinus, right? And because of that stira, we don't want to live with that stira. We want to see ourselves in a good light. And we want to believe that we're good people, and we want to believe that we're, 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 we're self-controlled, and we're not weak, we're strong, and we can do what really the Ratzon Hashem is, we have to stop being miyash of those theories. And that's why, if you go over to somebody, you start to give him a bissel musa, you tell him you did wrong, he, the guy, does, he can't accept that, you know what I'm saying? He has nine, all of a sudden he becomes the biggest lump in yeshiva, you know? Yesterday, the guy couldn't fashtay a shir, and he says, too dark, it's too deep, it's too much, uh, you know, love this, I'm a posh at the end, you know, I like the simple Gemarashi, all your cheshmoinis, and then when you told me he did something wrong, the guy becomes Azal Lamdin, 
and he has dak minadak lindakhilukim. You know <laughs> what happened to the bunch of the yid? Where did he go? Rosalam didn't give on him, right? So that that's the point. And then he has riots. You know, recently I was dealing with somebody who has definitely a, a touch of narcissism. I'm not sure how much, but definitely is there. A very self-centered person, which is coming up in life, making issues that has to be dealt with, right? But the, one of the person was having a hard time being macabre, which is understandable that people don't want to macabre such a chesaret, right? But one of the riots that he's bringing is that you see that he does this chesed and he does that chesed, so he can't be self-centered, right? Now, it's, so we learned already in the previous Vaden that it's not a stereo, because we see in the second base Hamnekdosh that they were Oisik and Gemilis Chasadim, and if they were Oisik and Gemilis Chasadim, it could be real Gemilis Chasadim. It's not fake Gemilis Chasadim, it's real Gemilis Chasadim, but still they can have sinus, sinus uh, habris, and, and not have Avas Yisrael, and, and to not have Avas Yisrael means you have Avas Atzmin, you see, you can have Avas Atzmin, you can do Chasadim too. It's not a stereo. Because you could have compassion for a human being. You could have a piece of you that does feel bad for a person. I mean, he's not a complete narcissist, but he could have a piece of him that, that does feel bad for a person. But then there's a piece of yourself that doesn't want to see anything but yourself. So this you have to deal with all those contradictions. And the person's focusing on the wrong things and overplaying the wrong things. And therefore he created a wrong self-image for himself. And this... But the, the, the punchline I want to bring out is still using that Hagdara in Avas Atzmi, meaning self-absorption, thinking only about yourself, this job of retaining your fake personality by yourself in your own eyes and in the eyes of others is a 100% full-time job. It's a full-time job. Your ego is working overtime. It's exhausting. It's so busy, especially if you're around people. It's so busy. Who to talk to, who not to talk to, who to make fun of, who not to make fun of, who to say Lashnar about, who not to say, who to flatter, who not to flatter. It's like it's such a full-time job. Looking out for any threat to that and being miyash of every steerer. It's a full-time job. Full-time job is complete self-absorption. Complete self-absorption is impossible for a human being to be able to think about someone else. So we kind of brought out the problems of Avasatsumi. We didn't bring out the solutions today. That's your next work. The work, it takes time. But I want to just say one zah, that we know that the ikka in life is to come to Avas Hashem. Avas Hashem. We have a chiv and a of Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Which, uh, which the Mephoshim tell us, but together of all Mitzvah's essays, Avas Hashem, and all together of Mitzvah's Lois essays, Yiras Hashem. Because the person's whole life mission is to reach the Madrega from Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem, and even Yiras Hashem is a chalik of Avas Hashem, which I'm not going into that right now. But what says in Chazal, that it's not shy to come to Avas Hashem or to even have it in a practical way without having Avas Yisrael and Avas Atayr. Again, it's a shmuz in itself, but the basic understanding is that the manifestation of HaKadosh Baruch in this world is Al Yidei Tayr Yisrael. 
So it's called in the Sifrei Kabbalah, it's called the Levush of the Rabbi Yishlam. So you can be loving the Levush of Hashem, the Avas Yisrael, the Avas Atar. If you, don't, if you don't have that, you don't have Avas Hashem. So this, this is very important that we have to be able to understand that it's the same Midah that's required for Avas Yisrael and Avas Atar and Avas Hashem. Is, it's, it's all the same Midah. So Avas Atzmi means not only that you can't love Jews, you can't love Torah, and you can't love Hashem. It's a serious thing. It's a serious problem. So we need to be able to really work this problem. Obviously, it's a long life mission, but we have to realize what the reality is and start to make the work. Okay, we stop this.